Caldwell's True Life Academy helps intelligent, ambitious people achieve and accomplish amazing things for the purpose of living the life they've always dreamed of. We will show you how to tap into the gifts that we all have been given. True Life Academy gives you the best possible chance of living a life full of wealth, health, love, and personal power. As a certified coach, mediator, speaker, and trainer, Clarence has the skills needed to guide you to the most amazing life you can imagine for yourself, focusing on your relationships, finances, health, and career. So join the Academy and be awakened to your true life, the life you dream of, the life that fulfills your purpose, yes, the life you were intended to live. True Life Academy starts now. Hello, 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 and welcome, everyone. Welcome to Clarence Caldwell's True Life Academy. This is Clarence Caldwell, your host, your guide, and your coach. Hello, welcome, and good morning. Yes, I say good morning because if you're listening to us, you are simply waking up to your true life. Now, Clarence Caldwell's True Life Academy is sponsored today by Audible. Audible has an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, and comedy. For my audience today, Audible is offering a free audiobook with a 30-day free trial at audible.com slash Clarence. That's audible.com slash Clarence. Sign up now. Thanks. Uh, you know, we are going to speak today about something that's very, very important. It has to do with your choices. Yes, what choices are you making today? What, did, are you making the right choices? Are you making choices that will absolutely push you forward and move you forward? And when you make that choice, do you stay committed to it? So there's a little bit of a choice and there's a little bit of commitment. Those are very important aspects to your success, to your moving forward, whether you're uh, in business or whether it has to do with your health, your career, your relationships, your finances. All areas of your life depend on the choices and the and the, the decisions that you make and when you stick to them or not. Are you staying committed to some of the choices that you're making? So that's what we're going to talk about. You know, I, I often um, really um, make sure that we uh, understand how to live that amazing life. And, and I talk about a few things all the time, but your choices and your commitments are very, very important. Now, three of the things that I remind you of every time we meet is to live with thanks, live in gratitude. So very important, living in gratitude. And then secondly, giving, giving when you can, because we know that giving is a two-way street. When you give, you receive at the same time. And then finally, because you have this power, this gift, yes, we're going to talk a little bit about it today. And it's called the gift of choice, the power to choose. Love first and then choose. That's going to make a lot more sense to you when I uh, when I talk about this thing of choice, because choice and commitment, those are two of what I call the five immutable laws of personal leadership. If you get these two done right, we can talk about the others. And I'm going to share with you over time what these others are. But these are the first two. Starting with choice, starting with the very first one is so very important. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. I hope uh, 
I hope that meets your need. In fact, I know it will. If you listen to what we're saying, you are going to look at the choices you make. You're going to look at the decisions you make in a very different way. And uh, it's going to be a very powerful way simply because it starts everything. The choices you make start everything. Everything begins with a decision. So choice is really about decision-making. When you make a decision, you are really making a choice. And uh, when you do that, you go through a process to get there. So if I ask you right now, how do you make your choices? How do you make your decisions? What is it that you would tell me? How do you go about making decisions? Now we make hundreds, maybe maybe thousands of decisions every day. Uh, You know, and and it could be a small decision, it could be a big decision. What shirt am I going to wear? What business am I going to start? You know, it could be small, it could be large, but we're making these decisions all the time. And there is a process we go through to make those decisions. You know, when I've asked people about their decision making, uh, quite often I get a lot of responses back that have to do with um, uh, what kind of thinker they are. How are they, how do they process? And so the answers that come back are more like, well, Clarence, I, um, I make my decisions by weighing all the facts. Or, you know, I, I do a pros and cons list and I, and I weigh each of those pros and cons and I put a number next to them and I add them up and whichever one wins, that's the, the side I fall on. Um, some might say, well, you know, I use my gut feel. I use my intuition. Uh, I've heard someone once say that I use spiritual energy to help me make my decisions. Uh, so we're all over the place on how we make decisions. You know, some people just simply flip a coin. You know, flipping a coin, you might do very well with that. You just never know because quite often we just don't know what the future will hold. And sometimes our decisions are made based on a lack of information or we, we are just using what feels good to us. And here's the, here's the key. Some people call themselves left brain. And when you're a left brain person, you have a tendency to be very, uh, we'll just call it analytical. You are thinking things through in a very logical manner. Uh, When you do that, you have a tendency to only look at the facts. Um, There are people who are right brain. And right brain people have a tendency not to pay so much attention to the facts. And um, they may even look at um, color of something. So when you when you wake up and you put on your clothes, are you thinking about, uh, is it raining outside? How cold is it? Should I wear one layer, two layers? You know, what's the process you go through to make that decision? Um, if you're the type of person that says, I like that color, I think that fabric will feel pretty good on my skin, um, then maybe you're the type of person that is more right brain. If you're not real sure whether you're left brain or right brain, um, I'm going to share with you uh, uh, just, let's see if I can find it here. I'll share with you just a couple of things that, that might help you 
determine that. And it's really about um, what you use predominantly. As I mentioned in the in the small decisions you make, like what to wear, this comes into play. But where it really shows up is when you're in stressful situations, making big decisions. So um, I will just share with you one other thing about left brain, right brain. Left brain people are more like, I am analytical, I am strategic, I like numbers, I play with numbers, uh, I know exactly who I am. Right brain people are more like, um, I love art, I am poetry, I am sand beneath bare feet, I uh, am vivid colors, I like painting on an empty canvas. I am exactly what I want it to be. That's a little bit of difference. Which one did you fall in? Which camp do you fall into? Left brain or right brain? And uh, with that said, um, you'll, you'll find that people often think they make decisions based on that. Here's the truth. I'm going to bust this myth for you right now. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're left brain or right brain when it comes to your decision making. What really matters when you are making decisions is the way you feel about the outcome. Yes. I know left brain people are saying, no, I use facts. It not, has nothing to do with about oh, the way I feel. Well, the facts that you use are just a process to get to an outcome, just like the right brain people. They use information that comes to a point where they have an outcome. Now, how you feel about that outcome, you trust it, you don't trust it, you like it, you don't like it. Those are feelings and those are emotions. And your decisions, your choices are based on your emotions, whether you're left brain or whether you're right brain. You know, simply put, uh, you make your decisions based on your emotions. What's important, though, is that you have a certain level of emotional intelligence. You know, emotional intelligence is so very key, and not only in running all aspects of your life, but particularly in the choices that you make. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about how you manage that intelligence, how you manage the emotional intelligence within you so that you can make decisions that are based on something that is solid, that is in alignment with the right decisions and the best decisions for you. Some people look to other people to help them make their decisions. I will, if you're one of those, I'm going to encourage you to not look outside, looking for help from others, Yes, you can get input from others. Don't get me wrong. I want you to, to do your research. But at the end of the day, it's about your emotional intelligence. You know, EQ is so important. It's more important than IQ. And if you're a leader of um, a company, you're a leader of an organization, EQ or emotional intelligence is important so that you know not only how you're feeling at any given point in time, but you're aware of how others are feeling. And when you have that level of 
awareness, then you can make, yes, more choices about how you're going to respond. It's so important to have that EQ, that emotional intelligence. And uh, when you get that nailed down and when you have that, that's uh, really, really solid, uh, it makes all the difference in the world. And you'll see it show up in your, in your choices and your decisions as well. We're gonna take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm gonna give you some insight to how to manage your EQ, how to really help move your emotions in the direction that you really want to move them to so that you can make the right choices. We'll be back right after this. Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. How's your job going these days? Stop the frustration with your career. Give yourself the advantage in breaking through to the next level. What you will need to be successful are the insights and strategies that will work for you. Hi, this is Clarence Caldwell. You know me from True Life Academy, a powerful podcast that is reaching millions of people around the world. What you may not know is that I've spent many years as an executive for some of the largest companies in the United States. Whether you're trying to break the $200,000 income barrier or just wanting a fulfilling career, our leadership mentor programs are just what you need. Visit me at ClarenceCaldwell.com or call us at 8883 090917. That's 8883 090917. Your time is now. Let's break through to the next level of your career. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Okay, as we talk about this thing of choice, it boils down to emotions. You know, uh, people will say that uh, they don't use emotion to make decisions. They're very fact-based. And the, and the fact is, at the bottom of it all, at the end of the day, it is truly your emotions that come into play uh, to make those decisions and make choices that you make in life. And we've got to get okay with that. In fact, 
you really need to be okay with it because it is so important to know this. It's important to know that if you're not in tune with your emotions, your decisions are going to be a little bit scattered and you're going to turn around and you're going to see that, wow, why did I make that decision? How could I have made that decision? And a lot of it will be based on the fact that you didn't really check in with your EQ. So that's why I'm talking to you about it right now as a leader, as a business owner, and just as a, just as a person living on this planet, so important to have a high EQ, um, higher than your IQ. So let's talk a little bit about this thing called emotions, not in terms of um, how you feel necessarily, but just knowing how to manage it. Okay, so if you are um, making decisions and you're using your best emotional intelligence to make those decisions, there's still a thing called commitment that we're going to have to deal with as well. How do we make commitments is so important. And whether we make commitment on every decision or just on some decisions, we'll talk about that in a bit. So, but let me just describe this emotional scale to you. If you could visualize a um, just a scale from top to bottom, and at the very top of the scale is, uh, let's just say there are emotions that include joy and freedom and empowerment and appreciation and love. Those are some of the highest level of emotions that you can have. So if your decisions are emotional, wouldn't it be nice to be in that place of joy and empowerment and freedom and love and appreciation when we make our decisions? Absolutely. But are we always in that state of emotional uh, being? No, of course not. We feel a lot of things. We feel something less than that sometimes. We, you know, sometimes we're just enthusiastic or just have optimism or hopefulness or contentment. It's not always at the very top of that list. But what's important to understand and to realize is that at the very bottom of that list of emotions uh, are things like grief and depression and fear. Uh, powerlessness and victimization and I mean at the very low end that's not where you want to be either and so you don't really want to make decisions or choices when you're feeling those things either because at that stage you're not making the best decisions that you can make so you you'll want to move up that scale on your way to the top on the way to joy and love and freedom but if you're at fear and grief and depression, those decisions you make are not going to be your best ones. In fact, I know many, if not all, of the people that uh, they just give up on life. And some will actually take their own life. They are in that state of grief and depression and powerlessness and victimization and fear. That's the state, emotional state people are in when they give up. So your choice to keep moving or to give up is really dependent on 
your emotional state. And every decision that you make, to some degree, has an emotional component to it. So if that's the case, and you want to make the best decisions you can, it is so important to check in where you are on your emotional scale. Now, there are, I'd say, you know, I don't even want to venture to guess the number, but maybe hundreds of emotional states that you have. I, I have a chart in front of me that shows 22 emotional um, feelings you can have. Um, but at the same time, we know that there are so many more, so many more available to us. But understand this, it's just the, the idea that at the very top is joy and love, freedom and appreciation. And at the very bottom is this fear and grief and depression and powerlessness. And no matter what's going on in between, all these other emotions, the hundreds in between, you must check in to see, are you closer to the bottom or are you closer to the top? So let's take the bottom half, of, we'll just say the bottom side of your emotional spiral, your emotional scale. And things like uh, overwhelmment, frustration, disappointment, and worry and blame and discouragement and anger and revenge and hatred and jealousy and, and insecurity and guilt and it's going it's getting worse <laughs> as i keep going down that scale it's getting worse and so you can literally sense when your emotional state is getting better or getting worse and so i encourage you to check in to where you are at any given point in time so that you can, number one, identify where you are, but more importantly, begin to move yourself to a different emotional state. So if you're in this place of anger, and yes, we all get angry from time to time. If you find yourself being angry, understand that that's a natural emotional thing to have. It's in a natural emotion. We all have them. We all have all of them. So it's not about not having them. It's about recognizing them, acknowledging them, even embracing them to some degree to, to say, yes, this is where I am right now. I'm angry. You might even say it. I'm angry. But here's the key. Don't stay there. Don't stay there very long. Uh, the longer you stay there, and if you stay there for any length of time, and it's different for all of us, you will find yourself spiraling downward and getting worse. So your anger, if you stay there for a, a period of time, you might find yourself feeling a level of rage. Anger can turn to rage. Now that's a, that's a deeper, darker emotion than anger. And so as you move down that scale, you're, you're moving toward that grief and depression and powerlessness and victimization and all of that. So don't move in that direction. If you're feeling angry and you know that you are, yes, recognize you are and say, okay, I'm angry right now. But think about the next highest level emotion you can feel. And if you have to write them out, write them out and put them in order. Um, for example, if you want to feel a, 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 an emotion that's higher than anger, maybe it's 
discouragement. Not quite angry, but still not very good, but it's not going in the wrong direction. At least you're going in the right direction by moving yourself from anger to just being discouraged or being worried or doubtful. Move yourself up disappointment, overwhelmment, frustration. Those are all better than the anger and you can rank, rank them any way you want, but move yourself up the scale so you start moving toward the joy, empowerment, love, freedom, appreciation, etc. Does that make sense? Of course it does. <laughs> of course it does. So use it. You have to practice it, though. Whenever you feel, in fact, check in right now. Where are you right now? Are you feeling doubtful about something? Are you feeling bored? Don't say you're feeling bored. You're listening to me. <laughs> are you feeling optimism? enthusiastic. Wherever you are right now, just check in and just recognize where you are. Are you at a place where if you had to make a big decision in your life right now, are you at a place emotionally where that would be a great decision? And if you're not, don't make that decision. Begin working on your emotional intelligence. Begin working on moving yourself up the scale. When you do that, you are increasing your EQ. Your emotional intelligence increases. So important. The ability to move up and down the scale at will is what EQ is all about. And it's so important because even as a leader, you have to have this. There's a, a CEO, he's no longer the head of GE. His name was Jack Welch. Some of you might know the name. Jack was voted the number one leader, business, industrial leader of the 20th century. That's all the way up to from 1900 to 1999 to the year 2000. Now, there's a lot of great leaders in that period of time. <laughs> you know, there really is. There's Bill Gates, there's, you know, uh, Steve Jobs and, you know, just in the tech industry and and. Lee Iacocca, and I mean, I can name at least 10, 15 great, great leaders. Jack Welsh was named the number one leader of the century. Here's a quote from Jack Welsh. No doubt emotional intelligence is more rare than book smarts. But my experience says that it is actually more important in the making of a leader. You just can't ignore it. Jack Welsh. More important than book smarts, more rare than book smarts, and more important in the making of a leader. EQ is more important than IQ. Remember that. We're going to take another break. When we come back from the break, we are going to talk about, now that you've made the right decision, how to stay committed to it. Committing to something is difficult for a lot of people. We're going to talk about what it takes and how you do it. We'll be back after, uh, after these brief messages. True Life Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. 
Thank you, Audible, for supporting my show. With Audible, you have an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original shows, news, comedy, and more. It's a new year. Do you have the same old commute? Do travel delays waste your time? Let the traffic crawl, buckle up, and settle in while your pulse races and new ideas take off. For all of you listening, Audible is offering a free audiobook with a 30-day free trial. Go to audible.com slash Clarence and browse their unmatched selection of audio content. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. You can't make more time, but you can make the most of it. Turn your commuting and traveling time into something more with a free trial at Audible. Go to audible.com slash Clarence, C-L-A-R-E-N-C-E, to start now. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Okay, we are going to talk about your commitment now, but before I do that, I just want to just close this issue of your emotional intelligence because Yes, it's important to have a great EQ, a high, e, a high EQ, and be able to move up that scale. But a lot of um, uh, people don't know exactly how to move up that scale. And so here's a quick tip for you. Um, and and it's, uh, it's called my TEACH model, T-E-A-C-H. Um, you know, if you really want to be happy, uh, you know, you can choose to be happy. Happiness is a choice. Yes. But it's based on the environment you create and your environment is based on the actions you take. Your actions are based on your emotions and your emotions are based on your thoughts. So I just spelled the word teach backwards, your happiness, your choice, your actions, your emotions, your thoughts. So let's start with the thoughts and go in the correct direction. T E A C H your thoughts create your emotions. Yes, your emotions come from within in your heart, and, and that's the, the, people say it's your heart, that's the metaphor that's used, but it, it's kind of a feeling inside of you. But it really is dictated by the mind, by the brain. You know, if you're thinking about something sad, you're going to feel sad. It's simple as that. Your thoughts literally create your emotions. And of course, your emotions, as we just discovered, they drive your decisions or your actions. 
So this teach model is very important to, to remember. The fact that you have a choice on what you can think uh, can really make a difference. Now, with your thoughts, um, obviously you've got hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of thoughts that go through your head every day. That's nothing that uh, I'm going to ask you to try and look at every thought and decide if it's the right thought for you. You can't do that. Thoughts are happening day and night, even when you sleep. That's why you dream. Thoughts are always there. And there's literally, literally hundreds of thousands that go through your head in a 24-hour period. But the thoughts that count, the thoughts that create the emotion, the thoughts that begin to develop and create the reality that you live into through your emotions and your actions are the thoughts that you spend the most time with. Those are the thoughts that you focus on, the thoughts that, that come to you most often and you just can't get them out of your head. You're always thinking about this, this one thing a certain way. And when you're thinking about this one thing a certain way, it's going to generate an emotion for you. If that emotion is anger, guess what? You want to change from anger to something less than anger? You're going to have to start with what you're thinking. You're going to have to literally, literally force yourself to think about something that's different than the one, the one thought that you're focused on that's making you angry. So, you know, it, it sounds manipulative. And guess what? It is. But you are the one in control. You are the one designing your outcome by manipulating your own thoughts. You know, if you don't do that, the rest of the world is going to manipulate your thoughts for you. So maybe the word manipulate might throw you a little bit, but you are the one deciding what your thoughts are going to be. If you don't, the world will decide what your thoughts are going to be. Everywhere you look around, there's a commercial that tells you what you should be thinking. There's a, a billboard that tells you what you, you, you should be thinking. There's a, a, a sister or a brother or a mother or a child or somebody's going to tell you what you should be thinking. And you can go that route and just be at the whim of everyone else who dictates what you think. You know, what I call that is um, living life by default. It's just by default. Whatever happens, uh, that's what I'm going to think about. Okay, if that's what I'm going to think about, ooh, this is how I'm going to feel. That's living life by default. If you really want to have the best chance at success in business and in life, you have to take control of that thought and say, hmm, I'm not feeling real good about whatever it is I'm thinking about. So let me think about something else. It's not about getting rid of the thought that you had, but it's about refocusing the thought that you want. And uh, because you have 200,000 thoughts go through your head, you can't get rid of them. They're there. But it's the ones that you focus on. It's the ones you spend time with that make all the difference in the world. Now, there are ways to do this, and we won't go into those ways tonight because it's so. Um, it, it, this is a big subject. If you really want to know more and you want to work with me on these, feel free to contact me directly at ClarenceCaldwell.com, and we can absolutely go through this. I actually have a, a, an online program that's called Leading to Profit, where we touch on this briefly. Uh, but that we also touch on choice and commitment, things we're talking about tonight in a very deep way. And if you want to sign up for that program, you just go to ClarenceCaldwell.com forward slash 
leading to profit. The course name or the pro program name is called leading to profit, and that's how you can get there. You sign up and um, it's uh, it's a beautiful, it's a wonderful, wonderful program. We're in the middle of one right now with about 60 people, and I am getting such great feedback. My email, uh, they're sending me email after every session we have saying this was wonderful. This made such a difference. And we've, we've only, we're only less than halfway through this particular program right now. So this is very powerful stuff. I would love for you to be a part of it. Join me in our next, um, our next session that starts in February. And uh, we'll have more coming up later in the year. But if you want to join, I think we're going to have more coming up in the later in the year. I'm not sure that we will. So don't miss out. Join the one in February and you'll and you'll get um, all of this plus so much more. And um, you'll have other people there as well so that you can share your thoughts, your your feelings and your experiences. So the, they learn from you. You learn from them and everybody learns together. Um, so that's ClarenceCaldwell.com forward slash leading to profit, and you can uh, join there. So this is, this is a, the emotional piece. Let's talk about commitment. Because once you've made a commitment, once you've made a decision, the question is, are you making a commitment to that decision? Um, I heard someone say uh, that um, they are they make commitments all the time and the ones that they honor the ones that they uh, literally follow up on and and are good on are the ones they make to other people but they don't really follow up and close the ones that they make to themselves that's interesting does that sound like you sometimes you you really make a commitment, you make a decision, you make a commitment to someone and you follow up on it. And you make sure that you follow through on that commitment. But sometimes you're making commitments to yourself and you don't follow through on those. Hmm. That's not being a good leader of yourself. How would you like to work for someone who always committed to you that they were going to do something, they were going to have something for you, they were going to do something, but they never met their commitment to you? This is your boss, your leader, who always committed to you, but never met their commitments. How would that feel? You wouldn't want to work for that person, I'm sure. You'd probably put in your resignation at some point. You'd probably start looking for another job or wanting to work for someone else. It's not good working for someone that doesn't keep their commitments. Well, guess what? You are your own leader. <laughs> and if you're not keeping your own commitments, that's not a person you want to work for, but you can't resign from yourself, can you? You can't quit. You're there. Uh, so you're going to have to be a better leader to yourself. And one of the best ways to do it, the most effective way to at least start, is to make commitments to yourself that you can keep and that you will keep and that you do keep. Now, how do you do that? Uh, first of all, you really have to understand what your commitment really is. Um, I, I think of decisions that we make as landing in one of two places. When you make a decision or you make a choice, we were just talking about choice and it's all emotionally based, or at least the bottom line to it is, is your emotional intelligence. But still, making the choice, even 
from a very powerful emotional state does not create a commitment. It's simply a decision. It's simply a choice. But when you make that choice and something happens after that, it either becomes a commitment or it's simply an intention. All right. So when every decision you make is either an intention or a commitment. Now, there are varying degrees of intention and there are varying degrees of commitment. And so let me explain a little bit to you about um, the intention side, because the commitment piece is very important. And I want to leave that so that you really get a handle on it. But we're going to talk about intention. So if you could just, let's say, imagine a gauge like the the one in your car, your gas gauge. On one end of the gas gauge, there's a, a big letter and it says E. And that means it's empty. <laughs> You're out of gas. If that needle goes all the way to E, you got trouble. If the needle goes all the way to the F on the right side, then you have a full tank of gas. Okay, so that's the the picture that I want you to get, not the gas gauge, but the gauge itself, just the gauge, because we're going to relabel this. We're not going to have empty and we're not going to have full, but we are going to have um, a uh, we're going to we're going to put a different nomenclature to this gauge so that you can see how your intentions and your commitments uh, work together or maybe even against each other at times. So let's see this gauge. And on the far left side, where it would normally be empty, where it would be E, maybe if you drew it out, just draw an arc that looks like a gauge with um, a needle in the middle that's pointing to one part of this gauge. And on the far right, the very far right, the E, <laughs> it's not empty, label it as apathy, A-P-A-T. H-Y, apathy, you're apathetic. That is the lowest level of your decisions, okay? So we're gonna label the right side in a moment, and we're gonna talk about how to get from apathy all the way to the right after we take this last break. You're gonna wanna hear this, stay with us. We're coming right back. Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. Hey there, it's Christine Gallagher from She's Got Clients.com. I'm really excited to share with you the first annual Get Clients Online giveaway. I have gathered a spectacular group of contributors who are providing you with amazing gifts that will help you get cash flow in clients in less time online. So I've teamed up with more than 50 other business industry leaders to bring you templates, checklists, and other valuable goodies to grow and scale a sustainable business that brings you more income with less effort. So all you need to do is head over to getclientsonlinegiveaway.com, put your name and email address in, and you'll get instant access to more than 50 free business building tools, templates, products, and services, including Facebook funnel templates, LinkedIn 
cheat sheets, sales scripts, and so much more. That's GetClientsOnlineGiveaway.com. Head over there and enjoy your free gifts. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Okay, so as we're talking about making the decision and what it turns into, whether it's a, an intention or whether it's a commitment, it's important to know the scale that I was sharing with you. This gauge, where on the far left, where your empty gas tank would sit, it says apathy. This is where you just, you know, you you make a decision, but it's kind of nonchalant. Uh, you're kind of indifferent to the decision. Um, there's a level of insensitivity or emotionlessness or detachment or disinterest. You know, you could take it or leave it. No big deal. So a decision that you make might fall into that category. Now, that's all the way to the, the far left. But um, let's say you were getting dressed and you said, um, I'm going to wear my, oh, I'm just going to wear my blue pants today. Uh, I like these blue pants. I'm going to wear my blue pants. You put the blue pants on and you find that, oh, it's got a rip in the seat. Ooh. Okay. I'm just going to wear my black pants today. And so you put the black pants on and you go about your day. That's kind of an apathetic decision. You made a decision to wear your blue pants, but, you know, you weren't really tied into it. I mean, it was kind of nonchalant. So when something went wrong with it, uh, it, it no big deal. Okay, so on the very far right of your gauge, right in the word, Full commitment. In fact, I, I tease sometimes and I call it the pig's commitment. I'll explain that in a bit. But it's a full commitment. Now let's take the same situation. This is going to sound a little strange. But this is the same situation. You get up and you, you say, I'm going to wear my blue pants today. And you've got a full commitment to that. The, the, the choice you made for blue pants is an absolute strong decision, and you're fully committed to wearing those blue pants, fully. And you put the blue pants on, and they have a rip in the seat. Ooh. But because you are fully committed, 
you're going to find a way to wear those blue pants. You're going to hunt up and down for a needle and thread. You're going to try and sew it. You can't sew it. You're not good at that. You're going to take them into the cleaners and you you know, you're going to you're going to have them do it right away because you've got to wear those pants today at all costs. You're going to find a way to wear those blue pants. Nothing's going to stop you from wearing those blue pants. That is the full commitment. No matter what it takes, someone can stop you and say you don't have to wear blue pants, you're not even gonna listen to them. You're gonna say, I don't care what you say, these blue pants are gone coming, they're going on me today and I'm wearing them. That's the full commitment, as opposed to the other the other extreme of apathy where nonchalant, oh, no big deal, All right? So that range from apathy to full commitment, every decision we make falls in that range somewhere not always full apathy and not always full commitment, but somewhere in between there, every decision we make falls there. Now I'm going to pick the very middle and I'm going to call that middle compliance. And so if you label, if you're labeling your, your gauge at the very top of your gauge in the middle, just write the word compliance. Now compliance I say is the very beginning. That's the start of where commitment takes place. And so from compliance all the way to full commitment, everything in between there is some level of commitment. And compliance usually begins with things like, I made a promise. Uh, I made a pledge. I made a guarantee. I took a vow. I took an oath. It's my duty. So, so when you hear words like promise, pledge, duty, oath, vow, commitment, uh, I mean, not commitment, but engagement, if you hear those words, that's a level of commitment. And when you make a promise, there is a commitment tied to that. It might be a very low level of commitment, but there is a commitment tied to that. Anything before that is all intention. You intend to do it, but you're not really starting to commit yet. So on the left side of your gauge is all intention, different levels of intention, but all intention. And they could happen and they might not. Do you know anyone who is always late to <laughs> meetings? Always late? Um, I know a few people like that. And th it doesn't matter. They're just always late. You can almost set your clock by the fact that they're going to be 5, 10, 15 minutes late every time. Now, they've made a decision and they made the choice to come to your meeting and to be there or to meet you for dinner or to whatever it is. But... The commitment is so low, it's not, a, it's not yet a promise. It's still just the intention. Yeah, I'll get, to, I'll get there, but, and I have the intention of get there, and I made the decision to get there, but it's not a commitment. When a person then says, well, Joe, are you coming to our meeting at 8 o'clock? Uh, yeah, I'll be there. That's an intention. And if you know Joe well enough and you know that he's late to every meeting, you might say, Joe, will you promise me you'll be there at eight o'clock? Uh, Joe might say, mm, yes, I promise. <laughs> now, Joe has made a commitment. That's the compliance. And Joe is going to do as much as he can to be compliant to his own commitment that he just made because he just made a promise. Remember, promise, a pledge, a vow, an oath, it's your duty, guarantee. Those begin the commitment cycle. Anything before that 
is just an intention. So don't beat yourself up if you're not meeting what you call commitments, because they may not be real commitments that you're making. You might just have these intentions. And I want you to be clear about what it is that you that you're deciding when you make a decision. Is that decision an intention or is that really a commitment? When you get clear about that, oh, you will feel so much better. I guarantee you, you'll feel so much better because every decision you make is not going to be a pressure cooker of got to do it because I made this commitment. It's not a commitment until you get past that compliance point. Now, if you're making a promise or a pledge in every decision you make, you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself simply because of all the decisions we make throughout the day. I would venture to guess 80% of them maybe even more, are only intentions. They're not commitments. You make hundreds of decisions every day. 80%, maybe 90% of them are intentions. Intention to do something. I make it a an intention to get up and work out today. I'm not really committed to it, so today I'm not feeling that well. I'm just going to lay in bed. So you haven't committed to working out. You just had an intention. You decided that you were going to, but it's only an intention. I hope that's making sense. These are things that you do. Once you make a commitment, however, those are things you affect who you are. That's what you're being at that point. Simply because when you don't meet your commitments, your promise, your pledge, your guarantee, your oath, your vow, your duty, what suffers? Your character suffers. Your honor suffers, your trustworthiness suffers, your reputation suffers, your social standing suffers, and even your influence on others suffer because people aren't going to take you serious. See, if you make commitments and you're not keeping your commitments, you are dishonoring yourself and you're going to be weaker in terms of your leadership and even your relationships when you're missing your commitments. So you've got to be honest with yourself when you make a decision and be honest with others also. Joe, are you going to come to our eight o'clock meeting? Yeah, I'll be there. Joe, will you promise me you'll be there at eight? Uh, you know what? I'm going to be there and I have every intention of being there at eight, but I can't promise you I'm going to get there at eight. Wow. So much pressure off of Joe now. Because he was honest with himself and he was honest with the person. And now when he gets there at 8.05, he hasn't lost any trustworthiness, any reputation, any character, any honor. Because he was fully intentional about his decision without having made that commitment. You need to really understand this because many people that I talk to are making commitments all over the place. And they're making promises all over the place. And then they put the pressure on themselves and they, they don't know why they're, they're, they're overwhelmed because they can't quite get to all the commitments that they've made. Overwhelmment comes from these commitments, excessive commitments. Be honest with yourself. It's not a commitment. It's my intention. And I have every intention of being there at eight and I'll do my best and I'll try to get there. But guess what? I can't commit to it. And... Knowing that, it relieves everyone. Guess what? If I'm not there at eight, go ahead and start without me. 
I'm okay with that. Don't hold everybody else up. I will do my best to get there at eight, but if I'm not there, go ahead and start without me. Now, you might not be able to do that at work. You might not be able to tell your boss, hey, I might be there or not. Uh, so, I mean, this only works in, in illustration. I'm giving you an illustration so that you know the difference between intention, a decision that falls into the area of intention versus a decision that falls into the area of commitment. Now, the pig's commitment, I mentioned the word pig's commitment. That's the fullest commitment you can make. And it's it comes from an old <laughs> an old story. And I know my my um, animal rights friends are going to hate me for saying this. But this one, it's a it's a something we used in business a lot. So I'm going to use it and some of you might be able to relate to it. When you think about a bacon and eggs breakfast, who is more committed to that breakfast? The chicken or the pig? <laughs> of course, the pig. Now, some would say he's not committed. He's just invested. But a pig's commitment is that you're going all in. There is, there's no turning back. That's all there is. Okay? So now you know. Choice and commitment, that's what it's about. We're going to wrap up here, but before I go, I just want to thank you, Audible, for supporting Clarence Caldwell's True Life Academy. And remember, for a free audiobook with a 30-day free trial, go to audible.com slash Clarence. That's audible.com slash C-L-A-R-E-N-C-E. Thank you very much, everyone, for joining I look forward to talking to you again next week. Until then, live in thanks. Give when you can. Love first and then choose. Because your choice is emotional, right? That's why I say love yourself first and then choose. Jack up that EQ. We'll talk to you again later. Take care, everyone. for joining us on today's True Life Academy. Certified coach, trainer, and motivational speaker, Clarence Caldwell, returns next week at this same time to share his keys to success to help you achieve the life you dream of. Yes, the life you were intended to live.